You're late. Lucy and I kept talking, and I didn't realize how late it had gotten. You missed a very dull TV show about Auschwitz. More gruesome film clips, and more puzzled intellectuals declaring their mystification over the systematic murder of millions. The reason why they can never answer the question, how could it possibly happen, is that it's the wrong question. Given what people are, the question is, why doesn't it happen more often? Of course it does, in subtler forms. I have a little headache from this weather. Oh. It's been ages since I sat in front of the TV, just changing channels to find something. You see, the whole culture, Nazis, deodorant salesmen, wrestlers, beauty contests, the talk show. Can you imagine the level of a mind that watches wrestling? Huh? But the worst are the fundamentalist preachers, third-rate con men, telling the poor suckers that watch them that they speak for Jesus. And to please send in money, 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 money. If Jesus came back and saw what's going on in his name, he'd never stop throwing up. Everybody and how you been? It's the Dave Juskow Show, the old curmudgeon. And what awaits on the show today when a new president is here to stay? Last night was crazy and insane, but today is just another Wednesday to entertain. And when the smoke clears and the people relax, we'll still have our show and the musical tracks. So let's continue with what we've already begun. It's an all-new podcast with your favorite old mod. What? I mean, how do you even sum up what happened last evening as Donald Trump becomes the, uh, I don't know, what, 45th president of the United States? Can you believe that? Oh, it was awesome. What an upset. Wow. So many people uh, so messed up today. It was great. I mean, really great. People just suck, you know, like, uh, and, but here's the thing. What's your old pal? No, you know, let's let the let's 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 go off. Let's go off. What'd your old pal Dave just got tell you for the past the past how many how many weeks? How many weeks has your old pal Dave just got? What has he said? What has he said? Go back to the clips. I didn't even bother pulling the clips. I don't need to pull the clips. Dave Juskow said Dave Juskow's been screaming for three months. How Donald Trump is going to win in a landslide. Donald Trump is going to win in a landslide. Your pal Dave Juskow told you first. You know I'm right. Now listen, I'm not even saying, you know, what I what I voted for or anything. I mean, I'd have no problem with Trump. I didn't care for Hillary either, but I, you know, whatever. I whatever. It didn't matter to me who won. Uh, but I got to say, now I'm really glad Trump won because uh, seeing all those idiots uh, where Hillary Clinton, they were like ready to celebrate and everything with the balloons and the fireworks. And then they're just, what? How did this happen? Just like, what did our old friend Max Foncino just say? The question is, why doesn't it happen more? The question, how could this have happened? It's the best. 
It's the best. They all look like fools and idiots. You know why? Because they didn't listen to your pal Dave Juskow. And there will be an article in the Huffington Post in the next two days, assuming they print it because it is uh, female-based, about uh, that all the signs were there. All the signs were there. Nobody listens to my podcast. I mean, obviously, I got some nice loyal listeners, and you guys know what I'm talking about. What did I say? I said there's a whole bunch of people out there, a whole bunch of people. Oh, they were talking about it last night after he won. Dave Juskow's been saying this for a long time. There are a whole bunch of people out there that are afraid to tell the pollsters that they're voting for Donald Trump. Well, it all came to fruition last night, and I was right. I was right. Because there's people like Sarah Silverman. I know she's my pal, but for Christ's sakes, she probably ruined the campaign for Hillary Clinton in many ways. I mean, people are probably sick of her. I mean, you can't be all about one candidate, Bernie Sanders, and then just switch up. Now we like Hillary. I know that wasn't her fault. They asked her to do that, but you're just doing an anti-Trump campaign. That's not helpful for anybody. But the point is, if I can't have a conversation with my pal and her manager that I'm opening a, a, a forum to discuss the possibility of, well, I look at the candidates like this. No, 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 there's no question. There's no question. You can't vote for Trump. We can't be friends if you vote for Trump. And that is what all normal Trump supporters, not, not the idiots that say lock her up, lock her up. I mean, those people are fools. They were doing that last night. That's completely out of line. That's completely out of line. But I'm talking about normal people like myself. And when I say normal, you know, in case I'm using it because I'm an idiot and I'm not normal. (laughs) But let's just say I'm pretty normal. Otherwise, I would have raped Esther Koo, right? Right? That's what I've been talking about all this time. Uh, But a normal person was afraid to say anything because you got these people in your face. That's the way the Republicans used to be. The religious Republicans that won't listen to reason. It turned out the Democrats were the people that would not listen to reason, and now they look foolish. Now they look so fucking stupid. And last night, they all of them, just look at all the fucking pictures. How about this fucking douchebag from uh, CNN who just could, uh, what's his name, Van Jones or, you know, the black guy? The George Costanza of this election. That's what he would be called right now. You won. So where is the conciliatory note to say, I want my people to support one president? Where's that message? It's got to start with you, man. No, no, it has to start with the president who ran. Look at this guy. You won. You won. Oh, now he's like, now nobody's like, and the president wouldn't concede last night. It was the exact opposite of what happened. I mean, everybody just looks two-faced. Listen to this douchebag. Hillary Clinton who ran. I didn't run for president. John Podesta didn't run for president. This is, just, this, is, this is the fear. Here it is. You see it. You won. Say it again. I didn't hear you. You won. <laughs> That's right. And Hillary Clinton should say that to the American people and say, support Donald Trump because it's Exactly. And she didn't do that last night. I didn't even listen to what she did today because she did it like, what, noon? 24 hours after? It, it, and this guy, is just, now he's like, this is the fear. This is the fear. The fear? The fear was the protesting that happened uh, today, down at Trump Tower, the fear is that it's the Democrats that aren't coming together. And let's just all get along. And this guy's like, this is the fear. This is the fear. Now all the white people are going to rebel. I mean, that's what he's basically saying. He goes, there are parents. They don't know what to tell their kids tonight. This guy's a douchebag. God, every, I swear to God, every news program, it's like somebody, you know, except for Fox, 
It's like somebody died. It's like somebody died. Never seen anything like this in my life. We've never seen anything like this in our life because my scenario, my scenario that I put on TV on Fox News over the summer, no, in April, my scenario that connected Donald Trump to the Golden State Warriors and Hillary Clinton to the Cleveland Cavaliers, sorry, that scenario where I said Donald Trump is like the Golden State Warriors, they laughed at me. They laughed at me at Fox when I was on the Red Eye Show with Tom Palou. They laughed in my face. What a stupid analogy that is. Uh, Donald Trump being the Golden State Warriors. Got the Golden State Warriors. They're uh, a team that nobody, they're like, what, how, how do we beat this team? How do we, what's, what's happening here? How do we beat? What they're they're cheating? They're just throwing three pointers. You can't do that. Well, isn't that Donald Trump? How do we beat this guy who just comes in and out of nowhere? He's he's not playing by the rules, and everybody's confused. They're like, I I don't know, I don't know. You the Republicans falling like dominoes. The other guys, the other idiots that like. But this isn't the way uh, a debate's supposed to be. I I don't know. <laughs> what a bunch of assholes. Yeah, because he's not normal but people were buying into it. And then you sit there and you're just like, I don't know how to handle it. Well, you know how you handle it? You, you combat it. You find a new a game plan. If, if Hillary was the Cleveland Cavaliers and they're supposed to just glide by after last, you know, they're supposed to glide by. This election is supposed to be the Cleveland, supposed to be Cleveland Cavaliers. Wait, who are these Golden State Warriors guys? And then what happened? LeBron, who's possibly could be, when all is said and done, the greatest basketball player of our time he figured it out last year he figured it out he goes well, i didn't expect i didn't expect these golden state warriors i didn't understand what they're doing he figured it out last year he figured it out you know who didn't figure it out hillary clinton she didn't figure it out she never figured out how to deal with a maverick it's, it's really annoying i'm not sitting on this podcast being all pro-trump and I'm quite frankly, I'm not even s- sitting on the podcast doing anti-Hillary. I'm, I'm simply stating that all those people last night just look like douchebags, two-faced douchebags. All the ones that were saying, "Oh, Donald Trump is an asshole. He's not gonna. He might not concede the election." Well, they did exactly what they said. Now, who's the fucking sore loser? God, you all look like dicks. And I just, I, I, I was in all of uh, glory last night because I just watching these people idiots like uh, uh, we're getting fireworks ready the election's in the bag fucking fools not paying attention to the signs where do you see my article that should come out in two days it, 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 it all makes sense the signs were all there that the landslide was going to be that's what I kept saying there's all people whispering all they did was talk about it last night nobody believed everybody laughed in your face there's secret there's hidden voters there's hidden voters yeah and we're all here and we're like, well, couldn't I just have a discussion about... No, no, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And, I, and the problem is it's all my friends. All my entertainment celebrity friends, you know, you couldn't have a conversation with. Couldn't have a conversation. Couldn't open up for a discussion. It's, it's end of story. It doesn't matter. Well, now you better open up that conversation because he's your president for the next four years at least. <laughs> It's so messed up.
And how about that asshole on CNN? How is that? I don't know what parents are going to tell their children. (laughs) What? Really? Really? That's That's what your advice is as a reporter? And they got it all wrong. The polls, where we all said they were all full of shit because nobody's giving them the right information. They're like, well, how could the polls be so wrong? How could this have happened? They're asking the wrong questions. Why doesn't it happen more often? I think the clip I played up front says it all, even though he's talking about the Holocaust. <laughs> Everybody on all those news programs should be fired. They should be fired because all the signs were there that this might happen. And nobody wanted to listen or believe it. And they all look like douchebags. Except your pal Dave Jessica has got proof. Saying, I'm telling you, this is going to happen. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I'm patting myself in the back. I guess I'm a genius. I guess everyone else sucks. Because they do. I know I got a bunch of listeners that are very pro-Trump. But not pro-Trump in a bad, evil way. They're just like... This guy's saying some things that I like. I, you know, I, I could be on this podcast a hundred times and the people in my comedy or entertainment community are always just, they're still going to laugh at me. They're going to be like, how could you like a racist bigot? I'm like, well, I, I, I think I am that. <laughs> I mean, I've always said I'm a little racist, but you know, I'm not a millionaire, but me and Trump are both New Yorkers and we're normal guys and I don't talk like he does about grabbing the pussy, uh, but I have probably tried to kiss a woman against her will because sometimes, you know, you, you, you take the shot. I mean, if she says stop, I stop. I'm sure he did too. When all these people were coming out, they don't tell you that side. I'm sure he stopped. Otherwise, we would have heard that. It's all two-faced. It's all two-faced. And I, I, I don't, I think he's, I mean, he's going to, look, he's going to fix the economy. How is that bad? He's going to try. Yeah, he's going to repeal Obamacare? Well, Obamacare does suck, but that's not Obama's fault. That's the one thing, too. You can't blame Obama. Obama was great in the sense that he tried. You can't be angry with the guy Selena, I swear to God, get away from those wires. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been telling her all day. She cut out the uh, wires before. But I mean, I love you, but um, she was very pro-Trump, by the way. No, actually, I'm sorry. She was very anti because she's black and she's very nervous. But um, Obama was coming up with, here's a guy, a president, after all, after, okay, after Hillary was supposed to come up, she was supposed to be in charge of health care when Bill Clinton got elected. That was her plan. It never happened. But Obama came, and he actually did something. He started the ball rolling. It's not a great plan, but it's a plan. And somebody in this country needed to start the ball rolling, and Obama did it. So, yeah, he's going to repeal it, and he's going to fix it. And I think he can do it. Is that so bad? You have to give Obama props because somebody had to start the ball rolling and nobody was going to do anything and he did something and it's not a great plan, but it's, it's, a, it's an important plan to get started and, and, and Trump will fix it. I mean, that's what he does. 
is it that bad if he wants to fix the economy? I think he can help. I think we needed this guy, at least for that. I mean, let's see what he's gonna let's see what he's got. Let's give him a chance. You're already protesting? You're protesting? God, what happened? It's like the Democrats have become the Republicans. They're crazy. They're not thinking straight. They're so angry that they didn't see this coming. How could we have let this happen? And oh my God, how about these celebrities that said they were going to leave the country? So long, Amy Schumer. So long, Whoopi. You guys better fucking leave. Whoopi Goldberg better fucking leave the country. You're a reporter. You're on a news program. If Brian Williams gets kicked out of NBC for lying, then Whoopi Goldberg better get kicked off the fucking view because then she's a big fat liar. She doesn't leave the country. She's a liar. Same thing. Rosie O'Donnell, look, I'll see you later. I hope you all leave. I hope you all really leave because that's a stupid fucking thing to say. Again, I don't care who won. I've always been, you know what? It's our president. We got to rally around. I was terrified when George Bush became president. I was really upset. I knew he was incompetent. It made me nervous. But when he was the president, I said, what am I going to do? I mean, uh, there's other people around them. They'll figure it out. That turned out to be a real disaster, just as we thought. I mean, he got us into a lot of trouble. I remember as a kid, I think I said this before, I was terrified for some reason. I don't know why. When Jimmy Carter got elected, everybody told me he was going to be horrible. He was going to be horrible for the Jews. He was going to be horrible for all. He, he was going to get us into nuclear war. That's what everybody thought. That's what, I was, that's what I was told. I was terrified when he became. So, uh, so you know what? When that douchebag Van Jones on CNN says, what are parents going to tell their kids? Well, I don't know. What did parents tell their kids when Jimmy Carter was elected when I was a kid? And I was afraid of him. You don't know who's afraid of who. If your parents are going to give you fear that Donald Trump got elected, then those parents are idiots. They're, fu- they're, they're jackasses. You know what you say to your kids? You say, hey, uh, Donald Trump got elected. Can you believe that? This is going to be hilarious. Maybe he'll be able to fix the country. Maybe he'll, he'll be able to uh, put a stop to terrorism. Who knows? Who knows what he's got planned? It's a tough topic. Um, but wow. And it's hard. I, I, I really can't discuss it anywhere else. You know, my podcast gets me into trouble lately. Uh, Artie's podcast has been getting me into trouble. I went down to the Comedy Cellar Friday. Jay Okerson hates me now. He hates me because on Artie's podcast, I specifically said to David Tell, you never should have had Jay Okerson open for you because he grew up on your act and he used to imitate you or whatever I said. But And then I know I said, and it is on that tape where I said, but then he worked it out. He worked it out, which is a fact. Jay Okerson's a very good comic. He's a great guy. I didn't want to give him any diss, but I remember when he used to open for a tell, the crowd after the one, once they got to a tell, they're like, oh, we've already seen it. Because, you know, it was something we never thought of that somebody grew up on, you know, uh, you know, of course he liked him because he was he was a huge fan of a tell. And he, we all stole from everybody when you grow up a david tell emulated colin quinn when he first started he was doing colin's act 
and then obviously he figured it out. So, I mean, he's mad at me now. I've tried to apologize. He's still angry. We had a talk. I talked to his girlfriend about it. I invited them out for drinks. I don't think he wants to hear about it. Maybe he just, I don't know how that's insulting. I really don't know how that's insulting. We all start out imitating our favorite comedians. And if you're really good, you work it out. I haven't stopped. I'm not good. I haven't worked it out. I'm still imitating uh, other people. Me, uh, There was so many of us that used to emulate a tell. So many. I remember this kid. I was at this club once. He goes, I see you came from the David Tell School of Comedy. You know, because you'd be like, come on, people. You would just like say his lines. Because he was the best. It's... I said he worked it out. It's clear he worked it out. He wouldn't be successful if he was just imitating David Tell. But I forget sometimes the podcast does have followers, I guess, now, and people talk, and what are you going to do? I hate Jay being mad at me. It really, really bugs me. I heard he was mad, but I wasn't sure, and then I went to apologize on Friday, but it didn't work. So what I'm saying is on this podcast, I got to get out what I'm feeling. Otherwise, what's the point of the podcast? Even though I got to say, I'm afraid to talk this way because all the like when I was on Twitter last night, everybody's like, come on, we can do it. We can do it. Hang in there. Hang in. Everybody's upset. The only person I could relate to was Ann Coulter. That's when you know you maybe you got to make a change. I guess she's the only person I follow that. Uh, I'm not going to say is normal, but, uh, you know, at least, well, she's not even biased. So I needed somebody in between like myself who, you know, we're not sitting there going, I hate Hillary. Uh, you're just saying we should be open to different things. But everybody was just so angry yesterday. They hate Trump so much. He's crazy. But you're not crazy. You don't become rich because you're like, well, his father was rich. Well, you know, he did pretty good on his own. And you don't get to this level with being a complete lunatic. You just don't. And look, I mean, this is really, it's exactly like me being president. <laughs> I mean, it is. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'd get up there and I'd be like, yeah, we're going to do something about these terrorists. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna blow them all up. I could picture myself saying that. Why wouldn't I say that? You see what goes on in the papers and the maskers. And there again, we go, and this will come out in the article. There were the signs. You have the Orlando massacre. You have the Paris attacks. Um, San, San Diego, no, San Diego, San Bernardino, whatever it was. These uh, Muslim, you know, ISIS-like terrorist attacks. And there's Hillary Clinton saying we need strong leadership. And again, I've said this in the podcast a hundred times. We need strong leadership. Well, duh. In these days and times when we're getting very close, when we've already had our own Pearl Harbor right here, and when we know it's just a matter of time before it happens again, when we know everybody's on edge, you know, our parents never saw this coming. There, was, there hasn't been a president who's 
seen this coming. Remember, this only happened while George in 2001. That's only like 15 years ago. That shit happened on our soil 15 years ago. In Europe, shit had been happening since like the Middle Ages. They're a little more used to it, as bad as it is. So everybody's on pins and needles here. So it makes sense that it would take a little bit of time to get somebody who just talks not, uh, we need strong leadership. Somebody who's going to say, that's fucked up that she said that. And we don't just need strong leadership. We need somebody who's going to kick some ass. And clearly I'm, I'm right on this because every the, the people have spoken and they say, yeah, let's try a guy for four years. It's not a lifetime achievement award here. It's a, he's not a rabbi. He doesn't get a lifetime contract. Let's let's give some let's give somebody a new a try for four years and and see what happens. And if that doesn't work out, we'll go back to the old way. I like it. I'm thrilled. I really am. And I am laughing so hard at the devastation on everybody else's mind. You know what? Again, fuck you. You were so happy. I you know I've talked a hundred times. I voted for McCain. Um, everybody's so thrilled that Obama came. What has he done? I don't think he's made anything worse. He's he's, he's not going to go down as a great president, but let's face it, he's a good guy. He's a great man. He's cool. Would I not want to sit with this guy for three hours and just talk to him about everything from sports to politics to family? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's cool. Remember I told you, I saw him speak when we saw Hamilton. He was amazing. But I've always referred to him as the David Dinkins of our generation. David Dinkins, the mayor of New York who came in after Koch. Because he was black, everybody's like, oh, this guy's going to be great. He's going to be great. Oh, he was the worst mayor we've ever had. He was voted in because he was black. But he was not qualified to be mayor. I'm not saying Donald uh, uh, Obama wasn't qualified to be president, but you know, it's just a, listen. Not everybody's going to be a great president. I think Bill Clinton was a really good president. I think he was great. I love Ronald Reagan because you know why? Because I can vote for whoever I want because that's my right. And if, if you know, if, if my best friends are going to be in my face about making a decision on my own, well, you guys suck. I mean, I've been sitting and taking it for a year and a half about how I suck because I'm a registered Republican and in the primaries, I had no choice but to vote for Trump. I I, I was terrified to say anything. I, if, half of those people probably didn't even vote the primaries. I vote in every primary and every election. And half of those people probably forget it's primary day. Like they don't, they only vote for the presidential primaries. I vote in every primary. And I guarantee half of those people don't even know when the primaries are when the president's not running. I mean, no, you know Sarah's my pal, but I'd love to see your voting record on an off-president election, you know, year. Well, I don't want to say this because now, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with her. I love her. I don't want to pull a Jay Okerson uh, thing here. I'm just saying, you know, she was really in my face about it. The manager was in my face about it, too. And, you know, I don't, they don't look stupid. It's just like I think they were very worried. 
that there were people like me out there. They were very worried if he becomes president. I don't know what you're worried about. It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. And you know what? You know, you guys, I mean, the, the, the celebrities. You know what killed Clinton, Beyonce, and Jay-Z? When, the, when the America's watching Hillary dance with Beyonce and Jay-Z, and they're like, look at her. She's with these celebrities. They all have lots of money. Donald Trump has lots of money, but for some reason it's a different thing. And she's sitting there with people, and you're like, yeah, I, I cannot relate to this person who's friends with Beyonce and Jay-Z and John Bon Jovi and, and Alec Baldwin. I, I cannot relate to this. You know what I can relate to? A guy who's friends with Scott Baio. You know I can relate to that. That would be like me bringing in Richard Klein. You got to vote for Just Guy. He's amazing. Who are you? I'm Larry. I played Larry. I'm Three's Company. Yeah. That's who normal people can relate to. Chachi. And that's where you fucked up again. Most of America who was voting last night, who lives in Detroit, who lives in Wisconsin, who took over the blue states, say, I hate celebrities that, te- that are telling me how to vote. Because how are they telling you how to vote? Their lives are great. They make lots of money and do fun stuff. They're telling me how to vote? Most of my comedy friends don't understand my life. They're my friends, and I have very, very successful, famous friends. But I work at a regular job, too. Yeah, I live in Manhattan, but if I lived anywhere else, I mean, I happen to live in Manhattan, and I have a job that pays me just enough to scrape by in Manhattan. So, I mean, if I worked in Kentucky, and I'd be living the exact same way. Uh, Fortunately, I found a job that lets me just get by enough in Manhattan and and just get by. Yeah, the, you know, you need to make another 50 to 100 grand to or more than that to 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 be comfortable. And when I say get by, I mean just get by where I'll never be able to retire. So, if you're telling me that uh you know, some lady's going to fix that for me, <laughs> I, I, you know, if a celebrity is going to tell me that that's going to be fixed by, I'm, you know, I'm not going to listen to that now, you know, uh, but I'm, a, I'm one of those people. I'm on the flip side. You know, I'm on both sides. I want to, I would like to be a celebrity. I would like to make some money at my, uh, my, my craft. And I hope one day that'll, that'll work out. But right now I'm with everybody else. The rest of America who voted last night, who's saying I'm, I'm fed up. And we need somebody else who's going to mix it up. Who's going to mix it up. That's all. Not, we're not voting to get rid of Mexicans or anything else. And that's the other thing, too. How can race relations be so bad? Now, they're, they're all worried about race relations because Donald Trump is president. You know, you realize there's a black president in office now, right? 
I think he dropped the ball on this. If race relations are so bad with a black president, how's it going to get worse? Why doesn't Obama come out and say, come on, guys. I made it to the White House. You could do the same. We can all relax. I I don't know. Obviously, I don't know much. I am a low-information voter. But it looks like a lot of the low-information voters came out in droves last night and elected a low-information president. Yeah, I didn't even know where Peru was up until two years ago. I didn't know whether it's in South America or Europe. I still don't know. Or Portugal. I mixed them up. And that's the way Donald Trump is. And, you know, do you want a leader like that? No, you probably want a leader who knows a little bit more than you. A lot more. But that hasn't worked. So let's try something else. Let's try a guy who knows how to how to work business. You know, that's why Bloomberg would have been a great candidate. A great candidate. You probably could have fixed the budget. And, and let's and let's concentrate on America. He doesn't know anything about foreign policy, but you know what he knows? He does build. He he works with people all around the world because he builds stuff, and he does business with people. I be, I believe that hundred percent. I'm like you know that's not bad. He'll get relations with people. He's he's good. He's a good businessman. He's a good talker. He's smooth talking. I don't I don't think you have to be worried. And, and he'll concentrate on the U.S. where, you know, that's what we want. I know we want to help out um, other countries, but they don't help us. I know that's the wrong way to think, but let's concentrate on America for a little bit. Let's concentrate on poverty here and immigration. And just, just get it right. I'm not saying to kick anybody out. We're just saying let's let's just... Make sure everybody comes in is is cool, and even if they're not cool, that they're not murderers. Is that is that horrible? Is it going to end up like Nazi Germany? I don't know. I don't think so. I know a lot of people are worried about that, but unfortunately, we're in a bad time, and uh, maybe it's time to take precautions. I think America voted out of fear last night. And they don't like what they see. And maybe this guy can do something about it. You know, when you look at the history of the presidency, we just used to elect regular dudes, Lincoln, or generals. What do generals know? What do they know? They know war. They know war. Our first president was technically an idiot. He was just so fucking popular and a brilliant general. He was like Dan Marino. George Washington was exactly, from everything I've read, and you know I love that history stuff, George Washington was just like Dan Marino from the Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino is a brilliant, brilliant football genius. I'm not just talking about his playing. He has a football mind. And that's that's what made him good on the field. And technically, he should be a really good coach. But he's an idiot in every other way. I mean, if you see him on these shows, he's an idiot. 
but there's no doubt about it. He's a living legend and a football genius. George Washington, from every account that's ever been written about him, said he was a, he was a great guy. He wasn't a fun guy. He was a nice guy. He was uber popular, like Dan Marino. Didn't want to be president, but a brilliant general. A brilliant general who, like Dan Marino, did the best with what he had to work with. You know, we didn't win the revolution. The British just were like, ah, screw this. It's kind of like the Dolphins. They never won the Super Bowl. Dan Marino never won the Super Bowl. George Washington never really won. (laughs) We got lucky. But he was so cool and a leader to the men on the field that these regular folks would follow him and and believe in him. But he wasn't a good politician. He was just really popular, and he had Adams as his vice president to kind of get everything. He had Adams in his ear, and as annoying and as obnoxious as Adams was, he was a brilliant politician and knew how everything worked. And they had Hamilton, and they had Jefferson. So Washington, like Bush, well, they didn't have any good people. You know, Cheney, guy's a dick. But they had people surrounding him. And Washington left a legacy, which screwed Adams later, because you can't follow a legend. That's what happened to the first George Bush. Ronald Reagan, in some minds, is a living legend. It was almost impossible to follow. That's why he had one term. But yeah, through the years, there's been lots of weirdo presidents, you know. Sometimes that happens. It's just harder in this day and age. But, you know, I mean, is it weird to have a reality star be president? Did we? How about that movie, Idiocracy? They re-put it in the movie theater. Me and Sarah talk about it all the time. Mike Judge, brilliant, idiocracy, one of the greatest, most important movies of our time. Uh, What's one of those Wilson brothers? Luke Wilson ends up in the future. He's an idiot, but he's the smartest person there because through time and not reading anymore and texting and viral videos, America's become stupid, and they elect a pro wrestler as the president. And it's just funny because uh, there's no reason all of that can't happen. So they elected a reality star president. Well, welcome to the future. And you know what fucked it up most of all? If you want to blame, if you want to blame, like everybody was doing on Twitter last night, can you believe that Alec Baldwin goes like, and all these people, all these people are like, good luck, everybody, you voted for him. What a bunch of assholes. Um... Come together. Try and man up. Don't be such sore losers. My God, you were complaining that Trump was going to do that, and there you are doing it. But you know who you have to blame? It's the most obvious answer in the whole world. You want to blame somebody? You blame the Chicago Cubs. They messed with the fabric of the universe by winning the World Series. You know I'm right. It sounds ridiculous, but you know I'm right. 
The Cubs were never supposed to win the World Series in our lifetimes. In anybody's lifetimes. That was the joke. The Cubs will never win the World Series. And then they won the World Series. And everything changed. Everything changed. The beauty is, what's next? Dave Jeska becoming a star? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> it's the Dave Jeska Show. The star, David Tell. Bossman Eve. Artie Lane. Sarah Silverman. Laura Silverman. And the Muppets. Hello, people. All right, let's get started. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. I mean, what is next? What's next that's going to unfold? You remember when the Red Sox won the World Series, Arnold Schwarzenegger became governor. I'm telling you, once these crazy franchises start winning, the world falls apart. Why, it's nuts, I tell you, it's nuts. Obviously, I had other things to discuss, but I mean, what what are you going to do today? <laughs> what are you going to do today? <laughs> Donald Trump just got elected president of the United States. Well, I'm not going to talk about that. Everybody's talking about that. I'm in between podcasts. We have Esther Kuh last week. I've got... Sarah's sister coming on next week, Rabbi Susan Silverman. Because that UNICEF thing got me so enraged uh, that that I, you know, called this girl Carol Markowitz, who last night was unbelievable on Twitter. And uh, when they started talking about UNICEF not uh, being okay with international adoption, I called Susie and I'm like, "Do you would you don't want to be in it? But it turns out she's in She lives in Israel. And she's a rabbi, all right. And she's going to come on, and we're going to and we're going to have a serious dis- discussion on uh, international adoption and a lot of fun stuff. I mean, this podcast is hilarious. That's why it'll it'll never go anywhere. It's all over the place. But you know, you love it. You're not going to be able to tune into a podcast like this anywhere else because every podcast has to deal with usually one thing. I love having a serious discussion once in a while, right? It's just fun to mix it up. You know, last week we, we, we talked about orgasms, we talked about sex, we talked about making out, we talked about boys and girls. This week we talk about this crazy time in our country. And next week we, we talk to a rabbi about international adoption. Are you kidding me? This is exactly what I always wanted the show to be. That's why I'm not ch- changing that cover with me sitting there in the Donald Fagan album. That's the show I was looking for my whole life. A little late night radio show with jazz and conversation. Just like our song says. The Nightfly. down and respect the second seven second delay i love this song 
I couldn't leave it. I needed that part. I'm like Sheldon from uh, Big Bang Theory. Knock, knock, knock. Penny. 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 Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you this. This is hilarious. <laughs> I voted the exact same place that Donald Trump votes. And I got there at noon yesterday because I saw there were long lines. And they, he was there at the exact same time, so they stopped us. We had to wait an extra hour for him to vote and then him to come out, and then we were able to move on. I mean, it was a nightmare. And I, you know, I, I was like, I, I, I don't know, this is really pissing me off. But uh, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, you never think like, um, oh, I got to vote today. I hope the guy I'm voting for is not going to be at the polls. <laughs> like, it just, I, I, I could never imagine that the president was going to vote where I vote. I suppose, you know, it's funny. Nobody ever talked about how is the rest of the country okay with two New Yorkers running for president? Now, I know Hillary's not technically a real New Yorker, but it is kind of funny that they're both New Yorkers now. I mean, Trump's always been a New Yorker. And that's the other thing, too. Everybody relax. You know, I was very, very angry when Trump said he was going to defund Planned Parenthood. That bothers me, and that's where sometimes i got to draw the line. I always got to have to draw the line if somebody says that. I, you don't defund a very, very effective, good organization. I won't have it. I swear to God, that's not cool. But I really don't think he's going to do it. I think it's just a campaign shit. I think he won. He's a New Yorker. He's a normal dude. He's not a religious freak. I I, I really believe he's just saying that he's not going to actually do it. I really hope with all my heart he's not going to do that. I think he's a New Yorker. He's a regular dude. In New York, we, we believe in abortion. We believe in a woman's right to choose. We're New Yorkers. We're normal people. We are not from Kentucky. Uh, I'm, I will make fun of Kentucky the rest of my life. Go fuck yourselves. If you got a problem with that, you know how I hate Louisville. Uh, so I just like to think he's, I have to think, I have to hope that at least he's not going to do that. He's not going to get all religious on us. I mean, he, you know, I, I'm sure he won't. And how do you like this guy, though? He defied everything. His own party wouldn't do that. How about that idiot Kasich? Because that's what um, Sarah's manager was saying. He's like, why don't you vote for Kasich in the Republican? I'm like, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. This guy was scheduling a press conference for tomorrow telling everybody I told you so. And now he looks like a fucking asshole. And, he, and Donald Trump won his state. That guy's the worst. And I'm glad I didn't vote for that guy in the primaries. Oh, yeah, I had a choice. Him or Trump? No, thanks. <laughs> what a douche. I love everybody who was scheduling uh, stuff on Thursday. Oh, my God. It's so classic. Uh, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of um, this is the exact same scenario as the 86 Mets or the 86 Red Sox where uh, that idiot, uh, what's that douchebag's name? Roger uh, Clemens? Yeah. The complete tool that is Roger Clemens was already in the locker room getting the champagne ready in the uh, ninth inning of game six in 1986. <laughs> and they all look fucking stupid. They all look stupid. The Buffs and Red Sox look like idiots. It's the exact same scenario. They're getting the fireworks ready. They got everything ready. Everybody's there. And now they just look stupid. They had a printed paper. Yesterday with uh, Hillary Clinton wins 
I mean, it's just like Dewey and uh, what, what was it? Uh, Eisenhower, right? Or it was a Truman. One of those two. And they said, Dewey win the morning paper. They just put it out there. They did it again. It's so funny. What are you going to learn? Your life? Well, that's probably why they were afraid to call. And one of these states, let's um, have Pennsylvania and Michigan and uh, New Hampshire secede from our state that they can't, they can't add up a couple of pieces of fucking paper. It, it, are you kidding? Uh, you know, we scan votes now. I don't. I guess it's different every state. If you're scanning. So that means it's electronic and you can't tabulate votes by, you know, three hours after election. You're you're a bunch of tools. It goes district by district. should be able to organize. That's pathetic that you couldn't get it together. Pathetic. And, uh, you know, once those places are counted, he's going to have won by a landslide. Like I said. It just didn't happen last night. More electoral votes will come in by a landslide because nobody was paying attention to the signs that were right there. Nobody wanted to hear it. And now you all look foolish. This is great. The guy in the New York Post, Johnny Oleskinski, Olenskinski, I don't know what he is. He's pretty funny. I've talked about him before. He's very young and he writes for the Post. And he was making fun of Variety. Variety magazine, the trade publication that talks about television shows. And he's making fun because they, they decided to endorse Hillary Clinton like Monday. You know, or, you know, Friday. You know, they decide, yeah, we're going to. Now, they've never endorsed a candidate in their 111 year history. And this guy writes, and this is great. He goes, hours after posting a story about the director of Deadpool taking the reins of the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, the entertainment trade publication said it's backing Hillary Clinton. Now, that's hilarious. And Vogue did the same thing. These are two magazines that do not endorse political candidates and they all decided to all of a sudden like let's hop on the bandwagon it's so and you know what so it turns out trump was right where he was talking about the media conspiring and all of a sudden magazines with no political credibility start endorsing it 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 proves his point (laughs) i mean i thought he was crazy but when Variety, out of the blue, two days before the election, starts endorsing a political candidate and then tells you that the, the Big Bang Theory went down a point in the ratings, I mean, everybody just looks foolish. Everybody looks foolish. So, I don't know. I had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about, but you know... I wanted to talk about my weekend and stuff, but, you know, I I don't want to uh, have other stuff in the podcast that I would go to uh, later. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to put anything on this podcast. I think, you know, today's one of those days you just, 
This is the Trump podcast, or this is the presidential podcast. That's what we're going to talk about. And if you listen years from now, this is it. Because if I start talking about Esther Koo and stuff like that, it's going to be like, why? Why? It just doesn't fit in today. Our usual, you know, this kind of stuff, which of course we love. But. I don't understand why Trump wouldn't play this when he came on stage last night. I mean, this would really get the crowd into it. They should have played this uh, when Hillary Clinton, like, wouldn't come out last night. They should have played this to get the crowd going. And they'd be like, well, Big John, Little John. They could have been like, well, that was a, that's a fun song. And everybody would have been dancing around. I mean, uh, that's the kind of stuff that uh, you want to hear. Oh, I got something funny for you, though. Uh, this is, uh, I taped this off the TV yesterday uh, for football. This is that idiot that I hate, Joe Buck. Uh, this is, and again, he should be fired. Cam Newton and Ted Ginn is there for the catch, ruling on the field. He hauled it in with both feet in bounds. We'll take a look at the replay because Bruce Arians through the challenge flag, uh, flag what did you say through the challenge flag what flag fairly flag, uh, flag. Oh, see he said i got it right in that point let me go back through the challenge flag, uh, flag fairly oh, quickly you should be fired you said fag Ugh. you know what and that's the thing this, and, and this guy for this guy to slip and say fag when he was like so appalled when Randy Moss started twerking one day and like pretending to moon the place. Like, ladies and gentlemen, I am sorry you had to see that. Ugh. Well, you know what? Maybe this guy getting elected will lighten everybody up where millennials won't have to leave the comedy cellar when David Tell is on stage doing his act that is brilliant. Maybe everyone will lighten up because I don't know what's happened where we've regressed where nobody's fun anymore and everybody's uptight and everybody's insulted and we're just raising kids to be... Uh, oh, and this is also what's now going to happen. We'll be able to use this word again, I think. That's from the man with the golden gun. Sheriff J.W. Pepper. If you got your little pointy heads out of those pajamas, you wouldn't be late for work. Well, that's the kind of stuff uh, I think people are thinking we can expect now that Donald Trump is president. I think everybody's worried like, well, now we can call Chinese people pointy head bats. That's in a James Bond movie. <laughs> Uh, it's just a tad racist, but I'm pretty sure that's the way a lot of Democrats are feeling today. <laughs> that's what's we're going to revert back to that. Well, quite frankly, you know what? Good. Not that, but let's just relax. I mean, yeah, pointy headed 
maybe it's not not a great plan, but I mean, it's just, uh, can you believe that's in a James Bond movie? That's in The Man with the Golden Gun. He's in two, and and that character is in two. He's in Live and Let Die and The Man with the Gun. They bought him back because his portrayal of making fun of that his brother wasn't a black guy in Live and Let Die was so hilarious. They had to bring him back. Well, I don't know. Oh, how about this guy again? Let's just remember, this is what we're talking about. The George Costanza of this election. I'm not done. I'm not done. Look, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. She'll talk in the morning. Will she? Let him finish. Corey, you're being a horrible person right now. Let me finish. If this was Donald Trump, the hypocrisy would be so outrageous right now. I, I want every parent at home. At two o'clock in the morning. Every I want every parent at home who's up right now, who's, who's, oh, try, who's trying to figure right. out, yeah, who, who, who are up right now trying to figure out how are we going to get through this, right? Where's the grace going to come from? What the fuck is the matter? This guy's a fucking reporter. Van Jones, he's a reporter. What happened to fair and impartial? This isn't Fox News. That's on CNN. Oh, we have to figure out how we're going to get through this. That's not the way it's supposed to work. You have to sit there and just say, Donald J. Trump has been uh, elected president of the United States and uh, you can't bring your own opinions into it like that. That's not reporting. And if that's the case, why aren't I on that show? Because I can do a better job. What, what are the parents going to You're being very rude right now. And, and what is this guy saying? He's saying, are you kidding? If Donald Trump said, everybody go home, I'll talk to you in the morning, I'm not conceding, you're damn right everybody would be Oh, that's I can't believe he did that. What happened? What, what happened? I know people were shocked right now, but you're a reporter. And you got to do your job. You know, who's that? Bill Walton. He loves, I think it was Bill Walton, right? And he loves the Lakers. I think he hated the Knicks. So every time... You could you could hear it in his voice. It's not like it's like when Troy Aikman does a Cowboys Giants game or Phil Simms for that matter when they you know color commentary a, a, a Cowboys Giants games either or Phil Simms for CBS Troy Aikman for Fox. Who do you think they're rooting for? We know who they're rooting for. We know Phil Simms is rooting for the Giants. We know Troy Aikman hates the Giants. But they seem to be professionals and are able to do their job fair and impartial. If you're a local guy, if you're a Mets announcer and you're just doing the thing, then it's to be... First of all, the New York people, I mean, that idiot John Sterling for the Yankees is completely not fair and impartial, but that's okay. That's what you want out of your local announcers. But when you're doing a national broadcast, you think Phil Simms wants the Cowboys to win? Or Troy Aikman wants the Giants to win? But they're good They're good at their jobs. And that's why they're the A-list guys. Phil Simms, is the A- Phil Simms and Jim Nance are the A-listers for CBS. That's why they're, they were forced to do Thursday Night Football, and they have the A-game. And Troy Aikman and that idiot Joe Buck are the A-listers for Fox. And you don't become that way by being a, I, I don't, I, I, now that the uh, 
boy, that, uh, if the Cowboys lose, I don't know what I'm going to tell these kids that are up late at night. Uh, the game went into overtime, and what do you what do you tell their kids? Uh, are you kidding? This guy's a dick. You might not like Donald Trump, but you are a reporter. Do your job properly. Don't start crying. Don't start yelling at a guy who's saying, who's bringing up the question. I mean, they were doing just what I was talking about on the air last night, and I've got a clip of it. This guy's saying, just say what I'm telling that that if the situations were, let's just have the conversation he wasn't interrupting him. He was just saying, let's have a conversation that if the situation were reversed, you must admit this is interesting. And the guy's like, you know, you're being very rude right now. You're being very rude right now. Everything is flipped. Everybody's crazy. But it's great. I mean, it's great. It's exciting. And, and it's like these douchebags are just getting their comeuppance. And I love every minute of it. Because fuck everybody. If you're going to be that way to me or to others that have an opinion and you're just going to block us out, then serves you right. Because we all deserve an opinion. Yeah, I get it. I'm not the smartest guy. And it's very clear to people that I'm not a bright guy. And I am not well informed when it comes to foreign countries or politics. But I'm not allowed to have an opinion. My opinion is completely wrong because I'm not informed. That may be true. But as a friend, you can't hear out. Just like, well, here's what I think. We can't have a a, a discussion, a normal discussion. And just be like, well, the reason why we really don't like Trump... uh, you know, even if they said, "Well, he's he's very sexist, he's he's a, he's a bigot, he's a racist," I'm like, "Well, you know, I mean, you know, and, and uh, you can have that discussion, and you don't even know that you know what you heard. I mean, that tape is weird. It is weird, especially since the guy knew he was mic'd. Um." But it truly is locker room talk. I mean, I mean, like I said, I don't want to be in that locker room. People talking like that, but he's not a rapist. And I really don't think he has a problem with women. It's all just bullshit. And it's like coming from these people that just want everything perfect and they want everything the old way. And they want Hillary because she's been in politics forever and she does things the right way. Well... Everyone else was looking for a change. So now these celebrities that were so uptight, well, how's their life going to change? It's not. They, go ba- they get to go back to their life of privilege and, and fun and, you know, movies and TV and deals and dinners and dinners being paid for because of who they are. They get to go back to the world that, where they got lucky in life. The rest of us actually have to deal with Donald Trump being president. And all those people you see tweeting who are celebrities, uh, major celebrities that we know have money and status and can actually pack up and leave the country if they choose to 
because they have the finances to do so, they don't, what do they care? How's it going to affect them? How's it going to affect them? It's not. You know what's going to affect? It's going to affect us. So if you're going to write to us and say, you voted for him, God, could you be any more of an asshole? This doesn't affect you at all. You're a one percenter. Why were you even backing Bernie Sanders? You are one percenters. But that's the other thing. Why didn't the Democratic Party realize what was going on? If they were smart, they would have just said, let's let them fight it out at the convention like Bernie Sanders wanted. Why can't we do that? And they remember they messed up with Hillary and Obama in 2008. They wouldn't let them duke it out the way it was meant to be when it was put in by our forefathers, that you could battle it out at the convention. It could come down to that. Let's let everybody, let's let the voters decide, not the vote, but, you know, let's, let's mix it up. You don't see there's a rogue guy on the other side who's doing the exact same thing and people are falling for it and he's having, you know, 10,000 seat arenas at the beginning of his thing. You don't recognize that happening. Then you deserve what you got. Because you're not smart enough to be the president because you didn't see this coming. You don't deserve to be in office as Democrats or the president because you didn't see the revolution on the other side. If you had Bernie Sanders run, then you got a contest. Then you got a contest. You got a maverick on one side. You got a different kind of maverick on the other. Then you got a contest. And if you didn't see that, and then let alone... All the celebrities who were voting for, they were all Bernie crazy, feel the burn, feel the burn, feel the burn. And then they're like, well, now we like Hillary. How does that look to people? Who's going to believe? And again, she's my pal. Who's going to believe Sarah Silverman? She's like, I love Bernie. Bernie's the man. Bernie's the man. I'm making videos. And now I like Hillary. I mean, she's hilarious because she was like, Bernie wrote, you're being ridiculous. She wasn't saying I love Hillary. She was just there to kind of make the transition to not vote for Trump and to stay Democratic. That's okay. But what I'm saying, what does that look like to supporters that might have gone either way it's like well now you're all just kind of hopping on a different bandwagon but yeah what are they supposed to do but why didn't the democratic party be smarter and get a bernie who really truly could have given trump a definite race because i i i i, I would have voted for bernie I would have absolutely voted for Bernie. I, I think his message was very clear, and I think a lot of, I think they could have won. I think his message was just like Trump's, but it was more cohesive and more structured, and he was more likable. So the Democratic Party screwed up. They have no foresight and no vision, and that's how you lose. And Trump clearly has vision and because you don't, seriously, you don't build the Taj Mahal in Atlantic City, even though it didn't, didn't work, but it was the hottest thing for a long period of time. You don't not have vision if, you, if you're building Trump Tower. You got a whole bunch of buildings in the city with your name on it. You got vision. It might be a little narcissistic vision, but it's a vision nonetheless. However, what is becoming president? It's narcissistic. So here's the ultimate narcissist of them all. And he wants to help. I mean, yeah, he's narcissist, but so is everybody else who's running for president. You don't think Hillary Clinton is narcissist? She's like, I really want to be president really bad. 
Remember, she moved to New York because there was like, there's a Senate seat there. I'll move to New York. I'll become a New Yorker. <laughs> so they moved to New York. Trump stayed where he is. I wonder if Trump will even go to the White House. That was my question. The White House has got to be a, a dump compared to where he lives. I wonder if he would even go. Because at, at this point, why? Well, you know, he's got to be near where the Pentagon is. He's got to be where the war. And I'm like, does he? In this day and age, is that necessary? Is that necessary? A guy like that has got means? I bet you he stays in New York. I bet you he doesn't even move into the White House. Why would he? It's a dump compared to where he lives. It's a dump. He'll be like this. This is it? Are you kidding? It smells in here. Let's see how he does. Let's give him a chance. He's our president. You got no choice. So don't be a dick about it. And there it is. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? How was this podcast? It's crazy, right? My friend Joe is going to uh, Las Vegas this week, so I'm doing a three-team parlay. Just the overs, because I've been winning on the overs. Michigan, Louisville. Can't remember the third one. Michigan, Louisville. Washington? I think so. Told me, but three team parlay pays three hundred bucks, fifty bucks. That'll be exciting. I just I changed my whole gambling thing around. Just bet the overs. Why should I? Uh, why should it come down to the game with a point or two? Get the over. I could be finished in the third quarter, and then get out. I'm like, oh, we're finished. All right, good work for me. Good for me. Okay, uh, let's just go over uh, just some notes uh, i'm just looking at my i want to get my calendar going let's see how this podcast is going to go let's see today is the right it comes out on the tent now next thursday as i said um podcast usually comes out around nine o'clock thursday i might put it out on wednesday uh suit rabbi <laughs> rabbi Susie silverman will be here to discuss her uh, book and uh, other things being Sarah Silverman's sister. We will talk about the election. We will talk about, interestingly, her husband running for president of Israel. Uh, so that should be quite interesting. The week after, uh, which is Thanksgiving week. Uh, huh, right. Wait. How do I usually do this? Right. I guess I'll do a podcast well, how am I going to work that out? Because maybe it might be a break next week because I always have my sister and the kids are, you know, the kids in the hall three. That's what we'll call it. Uh, on the Wednesday when I usually tape before Thanksgiving, but I don't think I would. I think it's kind of pointless to put out on Thanksgiving, so I might put it out maybe the Monday after. So there might be a slight break. Uh, but I'm not sure because. Then on the 30th, as you know, is the football show, and I like coming on the next day and talking about that. November 30th is the next football show uh, where I went down to the Comedy Cellar Friday and I saw Christy Stefano and Sherrod Small, and hopefully they're going to be my guests, um, which I could use. And then, of course, December 13th is the next football show, and I think that next day I'll have David Tell on to do the Hanukkah podcast. Right. 
Well, maybe the week after. I don't. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, no, no. I'll have him on on the fourteenth because the podcast for the Christmas Eve one is my always Christmas with the Godfather, and I just read from the Godfather. So yes. Uh, so let's hope David Tell the fourteenth, and then the Christmas with the Godfather the twenty first, and then there will be a break, and then we'll get back into it uh, after the new year. So that is the breakdown for the Dave Juskow show um, for the uh, for the rest of the year, actually. So looks like a lot of good stuff coming up. I'll uh, some uh, try and get some. I think we've had some. Good days by ourselves. Some interesting guests. Uh, next week should be very interesting. And I'd also like to get uh, Jim Farber back. You might remember him. He's a music critic for the Daily News, but uh, he's recently moved on to the New York Times, Rolling Stone, uh, because there is a list which I was thinking about doing tonight, but you know, we'll just keep it the way it is of uh, the worst songs ever. Uh, somebody tweeted like, "What are the worst songs?" and he made a a, a list. And I have that list, and it would be fun to go over with uh, a music critic. So, the show's going uh, great. I love bringing it to you. I will uh, probably be doing Artie's show shortly as well. And just thank you so much for listening to the rant today. And thank you so much for listening for all this time. And and let's, you know, I mean, the coming months and years should be quite interesting with Donald Trump as our new president. Oh, it is uh, fascinating. So, anyway, have a great week, everybody. Have a great football weekend. Should be another beautiful fall weekend. And I will see you next week on the podcast. We'll see you then.